Welcome to Greatness, where the world's leading thinkers share their ideas about how to create greatness. Great leaders, great teams, and great organizations. Why be good when you can be great? This is Gretchen Gagel, and I'm so excited to welcome Mira Parmer to the Greatness Podcast. Welcome, Mira. Thank you so much, Gretchen. Lovely to be here. And I'm truly grateful to you for having me on. Um, We had that conversation and there was just such a lovely synergy between our missions, our joint missions to help empower women out there and um, to get their voice heard. And, you know, just super excited to be on and to have this conversation with you. Thank you. Yeah, well, I felt the same way. We it's great. I have a friend who says you always sit next to who you're supposed to sit to sit next to you always meet who you're supposed to meet. And I felt that way after our conversation, you're sitting in England, I'm sitting in Australia, through the magic of technology, we're connected. And before we get in, you know, in, in introducing you as a career confidence coach, which is, I think, one of the things that really attracted me to talking to you. What in the heck is a career confidence coach, a mindset mentor, the leadership work that you do? It's also amazing what you do through your organization, um, MKP Coaching. But before we get into all of that amazingness, Mm -hmm. how did your life journey lead you to be so passionate about these things? What, what has happened in your life that Mm -hmm. brought you to this passion around helping people be confident, live to their fullest extent in their careers, Mm -hmm. et cetera? A great question. And quite, quite an emotional story, really. Um, You know, I've always been super into women being seen, heard and valued and around self-image and the impact that that can have on a person. Um, Growing up, I was surrounded by some strong female models and some not so strong. Subconsciously, you know, looking back on it, you know, I sort of know now that I realised that a lot of that was around the fact that they'd had their confidence knocked Mm. Um, and you know I I realized how how that impacted their lives and I don't know you know secretly I think it set me on the path to feeling that I didn't want that for myself Um, so you know um, I went through a lot of sort of ups and downs in my life Um, but I think the one biggest incident that um perhaps had the biggest impact on me was when I I'd finished my studies I'd got a qualification which I was really proud of I was one amongst well I I was the only woman of non-color of of color um, non-white on my course Um, I went through a four-year course I traveled which was unheard of um, for a woman of color in those days Um, and I got this you know, qualification, which I was so proud of. And I, you know, strutted along to the recruitment agency, fully confident that, you know, I was going to be in demand, that I was going to get this really high paid job, really make, you know, everybody around me proud. And um, only to be met with um, mock, being mocked, Mm. Um, you know, and in not so many words saying, 
what do you think you're going to get with with that qualification wow. implying that implying that you know not only was i a woman but of color um and you know it, it didn't really sort of sink in at that time um because i just went on and I, I you know i started applying for jobs and worked my way up the corporate ladder but looking back on it, I now see the challenges that I actually faced and that I went through trying to work my way up the corporate ladder. Um, you know, always feeling that I needed to prove myself to perform better than everybody else, to work harder, to work longer, to be able to be seen of value to my employers. And I, you know, looking back on it now, I see the, you know, the disadvantage that I was at, that I had to work harder to get the same resources, funding for training, for example, that my male counterparts and that my English counterparts were automatically getting access to. Um, so that, you know, that, that just led me on the journey of, well, I don't want women in particular, but you know, individuals in general to have to go through the challenges that I went through. And fast forward, you know, I got the opportunity to be trained as a coach. Um, I got the opportunity to be coached. And I thought I'm going to use this to to help, you know, other people um, to realize the, the, you know, how powerful confidence can be. Yeah, it's so interesting how our personal experiences create this drive. I've talked frequently about um, being so excited to tell my dad that I was thinking about engineering school and him saying, well, you know, girls, girls don't do that. <laughs> That's not the right path for you. Yeah. And really just not wanting anyone to tell anybody for any reason that they can or can't be and what that lack of confidence looks like. And I loved, I was, as I was researching you for the podcast, one of the things that really struck me is you're thinking big, helping people think big. And it's like, I'm done playing small and being invisible. Mm. One of the statements I read about the people that you work with. So talk about what, what does this work look like? What, how are you helping people live the best versions of themselves? Really just, you know, using the power of coaching to be able to, get individuals to that aha moment, um, you know, feeling that they don't have to feel powerless, basically, that they do have what it takes, getting them to understand, getting clarity that confidence is actually a muscle that can be built, mm. understanding that, you know, um, confidence is um, self-validation, so when you lack confidence, you look externally for validation and you rely on that external validation. And this is so important for women in leadership. And there was um, some research done, Pew Research, um, which was featured in Forbes magazine, which said that, you know, one of the biggest challenges that women in leadership face is lack of confidence and lack of be the confidence to speak up mm. so it's about uncovering that you know ability to be confident to 
have that self-worth and to be able to rely on your self-validation. Because as you, as you'll know, Gretchen, when you move up the career ladder, it's so crucial that you have that self-confidence that you believe in yourself for others to be able to believe in you. Mm. To have, to build that trust in your, in every stakeholder, you know, whether it be a client, whether it be an employee, whether it be your line report, if you've got that self-confidence, you will instill that confidence in whoever you work with, whoever you're surrounded by, and that will make your voice even more powerful. Mm. I love that you say that confidence is a muscle. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Worley, who I greatly admire in my agility study, said the ability to change as an organization is like a muscle. We don't think about these things. Like, I'm, I'm a golfer, right? So. Mm. Um, I play golf every weekend. I have muscle memory around putting. Well, sometimes I think I have muscle memory. Sometimes I think my muscle memory has disappeared when it comes to playing golf. But it's not like you just pick up a club and swing it for the first time. You have to work at it. And so what are those, um, what things are you working with people on how to develop confidence as a muscle? What do we do to create that confidence muscle? It's it all starts with that, getting them to have that self-awareness. So realizing what the triggers are, what are the scenarios where they, because there'll be there'll be you know there'll be situations where you 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 know you you're fully confident you can do things without thinking about it second nature, and there will be situations and people who trigger and make you feel, you know, sort of you you. you you withdraw Mm. and it's getting that awareness and getting them to think, getting them to journal and write down, well, okay, this is what happened today. And this is what was, what the situation was. And this is why this triggered this, you know, feeling of fear, feeling of self doubt um, and getting to know what those are and then being able to address those situations and overcoming those triggers and that can be done by building little habits, so small habits at a time. So, you know, if, for example, you're out in a group and that's a situation which makes you feel, you know, self-doubt, makes you feel, oh, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to say, I don't know how I'm going to have this conversation, then starting small by, okay, recognising that and just saying hello in a big group you know, starting off very small, having having in your head, you know, some questions that you can be asking and having responses ready that you can be, you know, that you can have and having, you know, sort of asking questions about, oh, how was your weekend? You know, what's your favourite book? Just having those, you know, to hand to help you feel prepared. And it's it's that, you know, building those small habits that then, you know, once you do it, it's always going to be hard at the start and just be prepared for that um but once you start building those habits um you know it it will build that muscle well and i mean and sometimes you're going to do it and it's not it might not go well i mean we have to be kind (laughs) to ourselves when we start practicing and you hit the golf shot that goes completely off in the wrong direction right and you think oh that wasn't the right way. But I love how you start with the self-awareness. I've been a student of emotional intelligence for about the last decade. 
had a, an emotional intelligence coach and that that ability to self-reflect. And mm-hmm. as you said, through journaling, through whatever that medium is, to be able to understand what triggers you, to understand the situations that make you feel uncomfortable. I think that's that's mm-hmm. um, that's really great advice. And then to be and then to be prepared. Do you have things that you suggest to people like, okay, I'm going into this situation, I want to practice this mm. micro habit. Mm. How do I go about preparing for that? It, it's again, you know, um, just just sort of that self-reflective piece. Um, you know, building that rapport. You know, getting that eye contact. You know, the way that you talk. Slow down. Um, you know, it, it all it all builds, and you know when you see that it's reciprocated, and people can see, oh, actually, you know, this person knows what they're talking about. This person is confident. They will automatically treat you as an assertive, confident person. Yeah, it's so interesting. I work with a group of women over here in Australia, and we. Um, I'm, I'm trying to, I don't want to reveal who this person is. I'm going to try and hide the story a little bit, but we were at a cocktail party and I was speaking with a very senior executive with this person's company and she just came right up. I was so proud of her. Um, she just came right up and said, Hey, I don't want to interrupt, but Kevin, I just wanted to introduce myself to you. And um, I'm so-and-so and I, and it was so, it was just like, oh my gosh, this is completely perfect. And then I kind of went, oh, I'll let you to um, have a conversation. And I kind of eased off stage, stage yeah. left and we debriefed about it the next day and talking about like, how do you gear yourself up? Well, she knows me, I'm talking to them, right? Mm-hmm. Find things that, that um, help you be in a position where you're confident to do that and knowing just what you're going to say when you walk up, as you said, to have those great questions or great comments that you've prepared in advance. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What what does career confidence look like? I mean, your, your ebook. So I want to make Mm -hmm. sure people can find you. Let's talk about your website. So I don't forget Uh if you could share your website with us. Um, mkpcoaching.com or they can um, reach me on um, mirapalmer.coach great so mkpcoaching.com you have a great ebook that you shared with me that people can download for free called success Mm -hmm. elevate your career in five easy steps what does that mean to elevate your career and what are some of those critical steps yeah, it, it's really just helping women in the workplace, like I said, to be, um, to feel visible, to be able to get their worth. Um, it gives some, you know, great tips on having conversations with your employer, being confident in having those conversations with your employer, how to prepare to have those conversations, you know, what can be done beforehand. Um, because quite quite a lot of times, you know, we, for example, if if somebody has got an appraisal coming up, they won't necessarily think about preparing it from their point of view mm. and what they want to get out of the appraisal meeting. They will leave it up to the manager to say, "This is what your goals are. This is what we expect you to achieve." 
and this is how you're going to achieve it. Not, you know, the employee um, won't necessarily think about, well, this is what I want to get out of you and turn the tables and say, this is how I want you to support me with my development. And this is what you're going to get in return for developing me. And as soon as you do that, the employer will sit up and take notice and say, oh, actually, this employee is serious about this job. They're serious about staying with this company and, you know, will want to invest in you compared to somebody who just maybe goes through to the appraisal and just goes through the emotions. So it's just filled with, you know, simple simple techniques, you know, very small, simple techniques, which can be easily applied in the workplace. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting. Years ago, I was working with a group and this one woman was really challenged by thinking about her value proposition, how she actually yeah. talks about herself. And we were yeah. walking to dinner and and she said, I'm just really struggling with this. I said, okay, tell me what some things that have happened recently. And she's like, well, I just worked on this project and it won this award. And, and I'm like, okay, well, I was yeah. just one of the people on the team. Well, great. Yeah. You can talk about it in that context. But yeah. what did you, what was your contribution to the team that made this happen? What do exactly. you think it is that keeps us from having this, this confidence to, and I know, and, and we have a very interesting thing in Australia called tall poppy syndrome. Mm-hmm. And being an American, I've been very, um, very cognizant of it coming over here and not wanting to come across as being arrogant or, you know, the, the pushy American or whatever. But it's this, it creates this resistance to wanting to talk about ourselves and the value what, what advice do you have for people that are struggling with that? One of the key things is language. Um, how often have women described themselves as, oh, I'm just a X, Y, Z. I just do X, Y, Z for a living. We tend to use just in sentences so, so often. We tend to downplay you know, what we do for a living you know, I'm just a mum. What is involved in being a mum? There's just so much which, and because we downplay that, it's almost become normalised that, oh, you know, you're just a stay-at-home mum. And that's what, you know, that's what needs to be sort of challenged in yourself, basically, being aware of when you describe yourself as that. Um and, you know, we, I say we, we do that so much. And, um, you know, confidence is, it's, you know, people think you have to be arrogant, you have to be aggressive to be seen as confident. But confidence is quiet confidence. Presenting yourself without having to be bold, brash mm-hmm. or loud. And mm-hmm. that can be done in your body language, in the language that you use, in your gestures, in all of those subtle, subtle, you know, tonalities. Yeah. And it's so interesting because humility and vulnerability and all these other things really contribute to people having confidence in you. So let's flip this over. You do quite a bit of work in leadership. What are the ramifications for me as a leader? I'm leading a team and and maybe I see somebody that I that I is struggling with confidence or 
what what do I do as a leader to create this psychologically safe space where people feel confident and feel like they can mm-hmm. have voice and live the best versions mm-hmm. of themselves? Yeah. Well, it starts with, you know, with the leader. If the leader sets that example, it's so this is why it's so important to have more women in leadership, to have those positive role models to show younger women it is possible and this is how you do it and this is how you get there so that they can mentor these younger women, coach the younger women in, you know, the do's and don'ts, um, having conversations, you know, when, when you have your one-to-one conversations with, with your line report saying, you know, um, pointing out, you know, just those very things, you know, the, the if they notice that they're using language which where they're downplaying themselves, if they that emotional intelligence comes in, you know, if they notice that there's that imposter syndrome going on with one of their employees, then educating them and, you know, just, just raising that awareness because quite often, you know, we, we're not aware that we're fall, falling, you know, victim to the imposter syndrome. And, you know, women, as as Gretchen, you know, we've, we've had a conversation before, as you move up the ranks, the higher you move up the ranks, the more likely you are to fall victim to imposter syndrome. And if you can realise that, and if you can realise, you know, when that's happening, then you can pass that valuable information on to your line reports and every good leader will want to do that and want that for their line reports or whatever team they're leading. It's so much fun. I I just love, I love unlocking the potential of people. We had a, um, I was president of a consulting firm and we had a young woman working in kind of marketing and admin. And I was like, why is she not out consulting? Oh, and the partner that had hired her, she's not really interested in it. And I've talked to her about it and I sold a big deal to, to work with General Motors on a big multi-billion dollar program and needed help on it and said, hey, I'm not going to let you drown, but I need to throw you in the deep end of the pool. And I'd really love for you to work on this project together. And mm. four years later, she was president of the company when I left and um, unleashing that potential in people and just helping them as you said it's about feeling fulfilled and um yeah and having voice and having your purpose in life really realized yeah yeah and as you say sorry just just providing that psychological safe space to say you know they they may not realize but obviously you saw that potential in them and they may feel that they're being arrogant by putting themselves forward um, you know, they may feel, oh, well, you know, they're going to think I'm just a PA, you know, who am I to put myself forward for this project? But, you know, actually just taking that bit of risk and saying, I know that, you know, this is my role, but I really would like a shot at this. Just, just you know, just for the experience. And, you know, I, I feel that this is what I could do. And, you know, and, and giving that person that, that opportunity, you know, absolutely paid off in that situation, didn't it? It did. And it's just so gratifying. It's just so fun mm. to see that happen. So I could talk to you for ages about this topic. <laughs> it's near and dear to my heart. 
as we're wrapping up here today, uh, I want to k- make sure people know how to find you, mkpcoaching.com, mm-hmm. and download your free um, ebook, Success, Elevate Your Career in Five e- Easy Steps, which I think is, is um, remarkably well-written. What are your what are your final tips? I'm a listener out there. I'm I'm not sure that I'm approaching my career with confidence. I'm might be struggling a little bit with this and I I really just need some basic advice. What are your parting tips for our listeners? Just, you know, I mean, actually through September I'm offering um free sessions so they can book in a call with me. Um, and we can have a chat as to what you feel, you know, is, is holding you back and get you, you know, having a voice and getting that confidence, which, you know, everybody has got. Um, and let's just build that and, and get you out there. Yeah. And it's we have a saying in America. I don't know what the comparable saying is in Australia or England, but taking the bull by the horns. And uh, maybe having grown up on a cattle ranch, that's a a same for me. But one important step, I think, is to actually decide you're going to do something about it. Like I'm going to book in with Mm -hmm. you or I'm going to start journaling about this or I'm going to create an action plan um, because Mm -hmm. you're worth it. And that's what I tell people out there. You are worth it. And everybody deserves every shot at opportunity, whatever that opportunity looks like for them, whatever mm. position they're in, but to um, to be able to go through life with um, confidence and joy and passion and all the all the fun things in life. Mira, thanks so much for coming and carving time out to visit us on the Greatness Podcast. I'm sure our listeners will take a lot away from your tips. And I'm really grateful to you for taking the time. Thank you so much, Gretchen. Thank you. Interested in hearing more? Visit us at greatnessconsulting.com. Thank you.